When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is September 21st, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, AEW Grand Slam from Arthur Ashe, Part 1. Tonight, big surprise debut, new AEW champion, some belts changed hands. So much to talk about, so much to dive into. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Joining me tonight, referee extraordinaire Jimmy Corderas and the multi-million dollar Maharaja Rajgiri. (laughs) The two of us together on a podcast. It's been a while. It's been a while. Raj, when are, when are you? What is your investing series? I saw you teasing that on Twitter. When's that going to start? Hey man, I'm I'm looking for people who can uh, who can produce YouTube videos. I was like trying to like learn it on my own. I'm like I don't I don't I don't want to do the producing part. You know? Yeah, you like, got that. more money than time, brother. You got to hire people for that. <laughs> yeah. So now it's just uh, I've, I've been I've talked to a couple people last week, and I'm going to talk to a few more, and hopefully get that going because right now the market's down. This is. Uh, when I like to strike and, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah, I've been, uh, been doing a lot. And in my opinion, these are all my opinions, but I think it's going to be down for a while. So um, I think it's, it's kind of a good time, but uh, that's my personal opinion. Uh, it's not investment advice for anyone else. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so of course our thoughts tonight are with Isa and the Island of Puerto Rico yes. experiencing uh, quite a storm. She did text me today to let me know she is alive. She didn't go into further detail, but uh, we hope uh, things get back to normal there as soon as possible. Yeah, and she um, had also mentioned we were texting earlier that her mom seems better. Oh, good. Absolutely. It is not the same without her. Uh, Tonight, Dynamite, there was some news, though. What's what's going on in the news before we hop into the Grand Slam? Uh, Probably the biggest thing would be the White Rabbit stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, non-WWE wise, obviously we had Soraya, uh, formerly known as Paige, returning tonight, which we'll get to. But um, yeah, the White Rabbit stuff uh, caused a lot of speculation. What do you uh, What do you guys think? I think uh, I, I like it because it's got people talking, it's got people guessing, it's got people assuming. I know that what they say you should never assume because when you assume, you know, occasionally uh, you're wrong. Occasionally you're wrong. Yes, that's perfect. Perfect segue into that. But at the same time, it's fun to imagine stuff like that. I'm just curious. Uh, I'm wondering if the the QR code that we witnessed the other night, is that something that is that the first time that has been done? No, NXT did it for Zoe Stark's. uh, Oh, okay, yeah, Yeah. but at least on the main roster. Yes, correct. On main programming, and uh, I don't I don't know how well that works. I, I I. you know, I guess it remains to be seen, but people are talking about it, so that's good. Yeah, you know, um, it, it, it points to this Friday at mm-hmm. nine twenty-three. Um, if that is when they do the big reveal, the only thing I would say I would consider a little bit of a negative is that this would have been something cool to because it's great when you get the people talking, mm-hmm. and it's basically one episode where they did that. And, and some house shows, whereas, you know, I almost feel like it'd be cool to do it for out, you know, do it for a few weeks and yeah. uh, kind of build it up more and more. 
and uh, until you finally do the reveal, just, you know, just to kind of like how you did with the Y2J stuff way back in the day, or even some of uh, the Save Us Y2J codes that, you know, came later. So, you know, that would be my only thing. But I always love when they do stuff like this, where they're dropping Easter eggs, fans are going online, trying to figure it out. To me, it seems like it's an obvious Bray Wyatt thing. Um, I, I I don't know if he comes back as a bunny, <laughs> but uh, if it's a new mask or I don't know, but uh, it, it definitely does seem like a Bray Wyatt thing to me. It's exciting. And I think that uh, I like that both Tony Khan and Triple H are treating, treating us like we're in the early stages of a romantic relationship and just pulling out all the stops to impress us and delight us with surprises. Yeah, surprises are good, and again, like again, we'll talk about the surprise tonight. And uh, and it keeps people guessing, it keeps people interested, it keeps people uh, wanting to see what comes next. And and Raj, you mentioned nine twenty three. Uh, I could almost see it happening on nine twenty three, regardless of what's going on at, in the ring at nine twenty three on the dot. Oh. Boom, we get a blackout. Mm-hmm. You know, even if there's a match going on in the ring, whatever the whatever's going on, promo segment. Whatever it is, all of a sudden, boom, at 9.23, the lights go out. We get the eerie music, and here we go. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I think uh, I think that would be I think I think that would be great. Again, I, I like that they're doing this. I like Triple H is taking a lot of these ideas that he used in NXT and, mm-hmm. and moving them to the main roster, whether it's Fight Pit, uh, bringing back War Games. Granted, that wasn't an NXT idea, but he brought it to WWE in NXT. And uh you know, it, it just feels f- fresher again. WWE mm-hmm. feels um, uh, th- their product feels the most interesting in, in a long time. Yeah, it, it is uh, a good time to be a wrestling fan. Yes. You, like the week or two before uh, Vin- the Vince scandal broke, I remember thinking to myself, this is probably the dullest period since oh. um, since AEW came in. Uh, AEW felt the coldest they've been this summer. Uh, WWE didn't have much going on. And then, boom, the men's scandal hits. And, you know, Triple H takes over. All of a sudden, you're not doing all these repeat matches on Raw over and over. And uh, and then now, with AEW, they have that big flare-up. You know, you can look at it that as a negative, but it looks like AEW has kind of regrouped. And the last yeah. few weeks, they feel like they're on the comeback trail. And, and they're not... Uh, they're not taking a defeat. So um, it, it's really exciting right now. I really want to figure out, though, with AEW using Jefferson Starship and WWE using Jefferson Airplane, is TNA going to bust out like we built this city or uh, <laughs> perhaps nothing's going to stop us now just to complete the trifecta? Impact Wrestling will. Yes. Impact they, Wrestling will. They can yeah. afford those rights. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> what else is going on in the news? That's about it. Paige, uh, obviously coming in tonight. Apparently, mm-hmm. according to Fightful, they had uh, she had talks with AEW this past summer, and mm-hmm. boom, here she is. Um, you know, it's not known if I don't know if yet. I haven't asked around yet if um, if she can wrestle or not, or if she's just in a managerial mm-hmm. role. We have seen people with neck injuries that were career threatening, or we thought their career was over, that have come back. So. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? So it's, but man, Paige, that, that ovation she got tonight was just insane. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, my only concern is like you said, Raj, because it is a neck injury and we have seen people come back from it, but 
if the reason she is not with WWE anymore is because they wouldn't clear her for in-ring work and she's going there to work in the ring, uh, maybe she needs to be checked out by their doctor. Doc Samson's a good doc, so. Yeah. I mean, we saw it with Sting where mm -hmm. he had to retire due to, due to the neck injury. Right. And he was able to come back. But again, you know, someone's uh, physical well-being is way more important. Mm -hmm. So also, Also, Sting doesn't do the... The twisting Bernie 450 hammer phoenix splashes that we see <laughs> right. in, in AEW. He, he doesn't need them. Right. Yeah. Tony Khan just keeps buying those stem cells in bulk. And I think uh, he can keep rehabilita <laughs> rehabilitating these wrestlers. There you go. Um, but it's interesting. You know, I thought she was there to wrestle. And then I did have a moment of pause when I saw Athena and Tony Storm coming in the ring with her after. I was like, oh, it's going to be Absolution Part 2. Maybe. Well, I mean, you know, Britt, Bre Britt Baker's group, you got three people or That's you have, true. you know, so it, and, and then Paige, I, it's going to take me a while to get used to Soraya, but, mm -hmm. you know, Soraya did motion for the, the belt, even though Tony has it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. But, you know, I, I always felt like even as a manager, she was never quite utilized right in WWE. I thought she was doing a fantastic job in an off-screen role as general manager. Mm -hmm. And then you had that, mm -hmm. they got those bad ratings, you know, those couple of weeks. And they're like, all right, we're dropping general managers completely. Right. And, uh, but she, I thought she was doing great. So she's mm -hmm. shown that she can be great off camera. I mean, not off camera, but not in the ring, in right. a out of the ring role. So mm -hmm. hopefully she's utilized. Just, I feel like a broken record, but it's like, is this the, the turning point where AEW finally turns around their women's division? I feel like every signing, Tony Khan seems so high on them, gives them this great debut, and then it's like, nope, maybe we get one match on Dynamite, one match on Rampage. And it's usually that the, the match that goes on right before the main event, and yeah, I was going to mm -hmm. get to that later again tonight, but anyway, yeah. It's not taking advantage of a, a, a strong women's division. Yeah, especially now. Yeah, so much talent, so much talent, so little time. But let's dive in and uh, talk about this. But first, we got a couple super chats. Dylan Matthews, my man, Australian two ninety nine, asking to Kevin Dunn produce that Mox versus Brian Danielson match. Crazy camera cuts. During uh, that. <laughs> I noticed that a few times tonight. Um, yes. Where, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one who gets all obsessed with camera cuts and stuff like that. But there are times when it can be distracting, mm -hmm. and um, I, I didn't think it was distracting tonight, but I did know notice that there seemed to be a lot more than usual. Yeah, uh, and it, the camera cuts usually aren't distracting when it's they they were a little bit tonight in that main event, and I'll explain it when we get there. Okay, yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait and save it for then. Let's put it that way. And Apox Music Canadian six ninety nine. That's like five ninety nine US. Mm -hmm. Saying crazy show. Mox winning through me. Love it. Brian stays putting on match of the year candidates. So I don't get the misused talk. Mox versus Nick Cage soon too on GCW. Mm -hmm. Booking with Brian. I mean, this has me feeling like MJF is going to get that championship, and they don't want to waste a Daniel uh, Brian Danielson title reign. I mean, that's what I, I was pretty dead on on my picks on Twitter tonight. But that mm. that's kind of what I figured going in was mm. they already put the wheels in motion for Moxie and MJF over the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So it seemed right. like Moxley wins here. I think if you did MJF cashing in, it would be too much like money in the bank. Whereas, you know, in the past, you cash in, you get an actual match as opposed to kind of a surprise run in. 
And I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, I don't think they've ever done a money in the bank type of title change. I'm pretty sure they haven't. Um, so, you know, and, and it makes sense. They got a pay-per-view coming up in November. Uh, Moxley versus MJF mm-hmm. is probably the biggest match they could put on right now. And I, I just feel like that dynamic with Mox and MJF is just stronger than Danielson and MJF. I just feel like it just feels like it could get more heated and more personal and, uh, mm-hmm. and feel like a bigger deal. That I definitely agree with, especially on the microphone, because as the old saying goes, you talk people into the seats and these guys, yes, Brian Danielson can go in the ring. There's very few that can, that can do what he does. And, and he is amazing. But at the same time, uh, like you said, John Moxley has this personality about him too. Oh yeah. Where, you know, mm-hmm. that, that just makes you gravitate towards him. And of course, MJF is just knocking it out of the park. Let's put it that way. No heel. So, you know, that's, I think that is the perfect matchup coming up for the pay-per-view. Yeah. So Mox is going to force MJF to get dirty. Christina Aguilera and Redman style. This is going to be a different style match for MJF. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then they're two of the best on the mic and Danielson's great too. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think the, the build should be really good for that. Mm-hmm. Although I would like to see Danielson versus MJF. I think Danielson could throw some very interesting shade at MJF given his history with the Miz. Well, you, you, I'm guessing MJF wins the title and you're going to have to, you're going to need some challengers after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know, you got punk gone, even right. if his suspension is lifted, he, he had a surgery for a torn pec. So he's still gone. Right. Um, if Omega comes back, he's one, but right now you don't have the ready-made pay-per-view challengers. So mm-hmm. I can see Danielson easily being one of them. And I, you know, I, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no worries. I'm sorry to cut you off. It, it, no, and Danielson's a name guy as well, not just within AEW, but worldwide. I think he's lost a lot lately um, well, that uh, it kind of takes some of his shine off and he needs to get a, a few mm-hmm. wins to get back in that, a few big wins to kind of get back in mm-hmm. that top. Right. He, he's always going to be a main event guy, but to feel like a, a world title possible next world champion I, I feel like he needs some big wins again fair enough meanwhile cm punk is sitting at home tonight thinking about suing nick hausman <laughs> no. i'm sure he's thinking about suing somebody or taking an improv class it could go either way uh so let's dive into it and talk about grand slam we started with claudio castanole versus chris jericho versus the ring of honor world championship match and spoiler alert, Chris Jericho is now Chris Jera Ocho and the new Ring of Honor world champion. Were you surprised, Jimmy, at the outcome of this match? And what did you think about the journey we went on and the story these gentlemen told in the ring? I, 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 as far as the story told in the ring, I love the story they told in the ring. Both these guys are, are, are great at storytelling in the ring and getting matches over and getting people invested in what they do. That's what, especially Jericho lately has just been knocking it out of the park. The fact that Jericho won this match, I'm a little bit surprised. But at the same time, if you want to elevate that ROH championship, who better to put it on than Y2J Chris Jericho to elevate the championship? Because uh, I hate to put it this way. At this time right now, it feels like Jericho is bigger than that title. So Mm. Jericho holding that title makes it feel that much more important. And I know people are going to read that the wrong way. I don't mean it to, to, to feel the way it sounded coming out. But you know what I mean? Jericho, you could... Right now in uh, AEW, the entire roster, you're looking at the entire roster. What bigger star can you put it on to elevate that championship wow. than Chris Jericho? Raj, what do you think? 
I mean, I wasn't surprised. I I, I kind of called it. I just felt like the ROH in general, I feel like it's it's been kind of a bad time to introduce all this ROH stuff just because, uh, you know, they got TV uh, rights uh, negotiations mm. coming up, you know, basically over the next six months is likely when they're going to be taking place. And that should be the focus. I've said it before. I guess, you know, when people talk about ROH getting a TV deal, I just don't see where that would happen. Um, yeah. And like, wouldn't Rampage getting a better TV deal be the first uh, priority? And we're, you know, we're a year in with Rampage and it hasn't. And then just looking at the stations, their their lineups, who's owned by who. I don't see ROH getting a deal unless it's some like really low rent network. Coming and, soon uh, to the Weather Channel, Ring of yeah. Honor. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Um, and, and and again, I hope I'm wrong. I, I, if it gets a great TV deal, that's the best for the industry. But anyway, I felt like the ROH title, it's just the, the titles are, have just kind of been there. I, I feel like the world title, they got it on Claudio, but it's just felt stale. There hasn't, I feel like as far as a build for a match, it hasn't added anything. And I think Jericho winning it elevates that title. I think like Jimmy said, Jericho's bigger than that title. Uh, it all of a sudden makes it feel like a top top guy is holding on to it and that's no disrespect to claudio i think claudio is fantastic but mm -hmm. i think jericho is just a different level of star you know he's one of the top tier stars in the company so i i, I think it was a I think it was a good move it was interesting mm -hmm. and um I, I didn't think they were gonna have jericho lose two weeks in a row either he's right. you know as one of their top guys I, I i do have to just step in and say I, as much as i enjoyed the match and i i really did and people again don't get me wrong here uh, the way they went into the finish kind of threw me off being a, a former official myself. The ref distraction was not very, uh, didn't come off well to me. Hmm. It, it, you know, uh, yes, I get it. They did the flip where, where Claudia looked like he was going to run into Aubrey and Aubrey turned away, but it felt like Aubrey stayed there intentionally so that to give time for Jericho to, ah. to, 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 to use the low blow. To go mm -hmm. to the finish, do you know what I mean? It, it felt too. Uh, I don't want to say choreograph. I hate using the word choreograph. But if it had happened quicker, like for example, if if Claudio would have flipped over towards uh, Aubrey and Aubrey turned to the corner, and while you know Claudio had his back to Jericho, there comes the kick. It's quick. It's it's taking advantage of a situation and and not you know putting the uh, any any spotlight on the referee because it, it, to me it was like why was she turned so long she didn't mm. need to be turned so long mm -hmm. i know little things as we oh, say oh it's good jimmy you should come back to refing and make it your gimmick that you can't be distracted and then <laughs> for every finish you're like checking your phone you're on twitter you're you know <gasps> talking to someone in the audience you know and you're like but i can't be distracted then you hold it up to the, yeah. the camera <laughs> see look <laughs> But no, it bugs me too. I mean, I think ref distractions are a very hard thing to make believable. They always seem very they're overdone. Oh, exactly. And that's the thing I was going to say later on in this show was yeah. we had it a couple more times during the show. And it, it, Monday, and it's not just an AEW thing. The Monday night, there was an issue too. So, you know, it's it's an industry wide thing that they they got to get away from that. The yeah. idea is to the idea is to outsmart the referee, not make them look silly. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you have um, when you have wrestlers getting distracted to music, 
you know, you know, all the time. And then the, the, the ref distractions, it just, it, it's just overdone. It makes everyone look kind of dumb. And, and, you know, if you do it once in, in a, you know, a month, it just means so much more. Right. Yeah. And again, that goes with both WWE and AEW. Mm -hmm. I mean, I liked Claudio in this role as Ring of Honor champion. I think this is good for Ring of Honor. Maybe, maybe to your point, Raj, maybe this is good. Maybe having Jericho associated with the brand, you know, you've got him on one end of the spectrum, Samoa Joe on the other. Maybe for a TV rights negotiation, this does give it a little more shine to. I mean, look, no offense to Claudio, I'm Cesaro section for life, but if you're talking to people, at the networks, Jericho is a name that if you've even vaguely paid attention to wrestling in the last 20 years, you know that name. Mm-hmm. Any of those TV execs who were fans from the, the Monday Night War era and uh, they see Jericho, how, how great he still looks. And, uh, you know, I think that would be a yeah, when they're, something that tips the scales a little bit. When they're going for those negotiations with Animal Planet to air Ring of Honor, I think this is really going to help. There you go. <laughs> but, you know, again, I think the point comes is like, w- what are you selling? You don't you don't have a show. And are you going to sell those old ROH shows in, in the dimly lit arenas that look like, you know, the really poor product production values? Or are you saying, hey, we have these random matches here on our, our right. A shows and I, we'll see. I, I just don't uh, I just I just but, don't see it until I see Rampage get a better deal. I'm not saying. Right. ROH getting something of substance. I, and I think that, that 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 has a lot to do with it. What you said there, Raj, with a, a name value like Jericho with the ROH championship is a good selling point to these television stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we went from that hot, hot opener to Swerve in Our Glory versus the Acclaimed. Mm-hmm. And uh, good Acclaimed freestyle. Always a, always a crowd pleaser. People seem very into it. But, man, if people weren't high on Jericho winning, tonight the acclaimed becoming the new AEW World Tag Team Champions. Raj, what would you think of this match, and what do you think of that outcome? Is this the right time? Was it overdue for the acclaimed to have those championships? Oh, yeah. I thought this was the perfect the perfect ending for, for this match. Uh, the acclaimed were so over. Until Soraya came out, they were the most overact in, in, you know, on this show. Granted, they're from New York, but... Um, you know, I, I know some people were saying they should have just done the title change at the pay-per-view, but this in kind of their home home area, it just meant more. Maybe you don't beat them at the pay-per-view. You had Swerve in Our Glory you beat someone else. But um, I thought this was great. Uh, there was one weird missed spot where Max Caster came off the top rope to hit, you know, hit his finisher. And I don't know what went wrong there, but things went awry for a minute or two. But Outside of that, I thought the match was solid. Maybe not as good as their pay-per-view match, but mm. I thought it was—I thought it was really good. The acclaimed got one of the loudest pops I've heard for a tag team since like the, the Hardys at WrestleMania when they came back. I mean, wow. it was gigantic. So it was—I thought it was an awesome moment, and the crowd just made it that much bigger. This crowd was this and Clash at the Castle were two of the best crowds of the year. Mm-hmm. It was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy, what did you think of this match? No, I I liked the match. I enjoyed the match. It told a story, uh, a, a pretty good story. Again, like Raj said, I didn't quite get what happened there. That little missed spot there, kind of what happened. But here again in this match, little things again. The the, the referee bad distraction there. Just uh, it just it just for some reason it 
I, I don't know if it's because it's it's what I, uh, you know, my former profession as a as a as an official, when I see it done that way. And, you know, obviously the referee has to do what the talent wants them to do, because the referee's job is to be there to tell, help the talent tell their story. But at the same time, if it's taking away from the match, like I said, it's making the referee look bad. Mm. So the heat goes to the referee as opposed to going to the heels where the heat's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And 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 that's what I'm finding now. But other than that, I thought the match was great. I thought the crowd loved it. You know, going into it, they didn't seem to mind the the poor officiating, for lack of a better term. <laughs> so, but you know, hey, uh, the right team won. I thought. Uh, no offense to uh, uh, Swerve and Lee, but uh, the acclaimed were. I don't want to say overdue, but due. Yeah, I know. I think it was a very good call, and yeah, I feel like. Uh, they could have done this at any time in the last six months and people would have been ecstatic. Corey pride with a $5 super chat saying was the acclaimed winning tonight rather than a pay-per-view a better move. I mean, it's I think, questionable. Yeah. yeah, they, they were almost waiting too long. If they waited for the next pay-per-view, I think that would have been too long. And plus this atmosphere, this crowd, I mean, they were so into, they were so hot for the acclaimed. I, I thought this was the, the perfect night to do it. This is probably, mm-hmm. I would assume it's going to be one of their best TV audiences of the year. If it's not the best, Mm-hmm. And uh, so the most eyeballs saw it. So I think um, I think it was a win-win. Yeah, you're, you're in my mind there, Raj. That's exactly what I was thinking. That uh, with all the attention coming tonight, with them coming from Arthur Ashe in New York and the whole bit, there might be a lot of eyes on the product tonight. And when new eyes tune in or eyes that don't normally tune in, perception is reality. Yeah. Well, can you guys? Uh, so many things happen on AEW that I feel like you know a lot of things escape my mind. Um, on dynamite um but why why did the acclaimed agree to have billy gunn come back because he turned on them joined his sons and then his sons turned on billy gunn and then they just took him back i I, that just seems like that was a weak move unless there was a good reason for them to do that or i missed the reason why (laughs) yeah 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 i don't know just okay i I was just wondering and i just feel like billy gunn i'm a big billy gunn fan Mm -hmm. um I just don't know if he really adds anything to the group. I mean, they get to see, right. say "scissor me, daddy" and 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 whatnot. But <laughs> um, outside of that, I don't know. It just feels like they don't they don't really need him. I hear you. The crowd's going into it though. They are. They are. They are. And of course, I I see Billy Gunn, and I get so jealous when I see uh, you know. He looks fantastic. He looks incredible. Yeah. Him, Jericho, just yeah. jealous. Mm-hmm. Dustin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we saw FTR backstage. They want a title shot. That'll be a great match, but I mean, they claimed cannot lose that match when it happens. Yeah. The thing was then the gun club come in and they almost, yeah. you know, they tease like it's going to be the gun club versus FTR next. There hasn't been a good storyline reason why FTR hasn't gotten a title shot since like April. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they they have those two titles, they've been number one contenders. Yes, there's the news that they've been phasing out the the rankings, but that's just been the last few weeks. They've been number one contenders for months before that. So it just feels like they're always kind of being slighted. Like anytime they get some steam, then they're just kind of I don't know, uh, and not, cooled off. And not only that, Raj. You know, every backstage interview that happens, there always seems to be somebody who comes in and interrupts. Mm-hmm. You talk about too much repetition of, of, of similar situations. It seems like that happens with their backstage interviews as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? 
I mean, but with FTR, FTR has held, held so many championships. Mm-hmm. I don't think they, like, they're perennial tag team champions. They mm-hmm. don't need the official AEW World Tag Team Championships. There's no value that that brings FTR, and that brings no value to AEW. I but they're not even in like they, like on the last tag the last pay per view they're in a trios match and not a tag mm-hmm. match. Like, right. They're just not even featured that much as a tag team on on their A show on Dynamite yeah. that much. Mm-hmm. More reason, know. more reason uh, that uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, ROH needs to get that TV deal, and they need to go uh, to Discovery. <laughs> uh real quick sir uh, just for what we were talking about a second ago sergio cardenas saying a claim say billy when he was being attacked from the ass boys oh, but why would they say billy when billy turned on them mm. just weeks earlier that's right. again from a storyline perspective mm. i just yeah. don't get that that wasn't explained mm. yes and yeah she, she black kind of pointing out the same thing billy yeah. got jumped by his two sons that's why he joined the acclaimed which would yeah, be fine was- if he didn't already turn on the acclaimed just weeks right earlier. right yeah. So uh, MJF, we got him out there going toe to toe with Wheeler Yuta. Man, the balls on Wheeler Yuta to say like, I want to have a promo face off against MJF. I hope it wasn't his idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. you know, not not since the Fresh Prince said, "I think I can beat Mike Tyson." Has anyone had this level of naive hubris to go toe to toe with somebody who was so out of their league? Oh my goodness! It 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 just showed the, the the vast difference in the two. That's for sure. And uh, maybe whoever uh, was behind putting this uh, little segment together will rethink from now on who they put opposite MJF on the microphone. Yeah, unless they were trying to turn uh, Wheeler Yuta heel here, this just seemed like a terrible idea. The fans were booing Wheeler. He was bringing up MJF getting engaged like he was going to do some like you know major diss <laughs> it was just yeah. like it was just a fart in church i mean he mm-hmm. just does not have uh that charisma right now to go toe to toe or even come closer remotely close to mjf right. so mjf i thought in this segment and he he does it every week he just shows me that he is the yeah. in my opinion the best wrestler under the age of 30 and who knows wow. you know um mm-hmm. Maybe above that, but wow, he is as far as combining the hardest things in wrestling, which is character and getting the crowd to care and getting over and and being uh, great on the mic. You know, so many guys are great in the ring right now, but he mm-hmm. combines all the other stuff that so few people can do. And he's so young. It's you said under thirty, and he's yeah. well under thirty. So that's even more surprising for me. Uh, someone who gets it that young. Yeah, uh, she'd black buck 99 saying he didn't do too bad or didn't do that bad. MJF didn't kill him. I mean, it was just uh, think of that episode of the Larry Sanders show where Hank Kingsley's trying to battle hecklers. It was just like, oh, mm-hmm. the, you're just digging the ears, making yourself look worse, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, this go. is not this is not helping. It'd um, be like Harry Styles battle rapping yeah. with Eminem. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'd pay like a dollar to see that. I'd see it. <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, it's entertaining in a morbid way let's put it (laughs) yeah uh just cruise 999 saying was just there love the tag match haven't been keeping up as much so the scissor me daddy chance caught me off guard yeah if if you do not follow aew like you're really like what did they just say what i think they said uh just cruise saying love that energy still popped also mjf killed wheeler and was amazing yeah Yeah, i thought it was a a 10 count easy (laughs) Yeah. yeah 
Uh, so Diamante was backstage facing off with Jade Cargill, and uh, she's bringing a surprise with her to their match. Uh, Trina mm. is going to be there. I can see by the looks on both of your faces that you are huge fans of Trina and her work with Trick Daddy in the world of hip hop. <laughs> no, I, I I like I like Trina. I'm an old school hit, you know, rap hip hop yeah. hip hop fan. Uh, but she looked like she was is she wrestling? Like I, I that was not know. I don't yeah, exactly. She looked like she was wearing wrestling gear. Don't it, 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 a little confusing as to what her role will actually be. I, I think this was one area where, unless you're a rap hip hop fan, especially older. Mm. Um, Mm-hmm. I can see a lot of people not knowing who she is. And, you know, yes. um, I, I feel like they should have explained that when they came back, like, oh, hip hop sensation, you know, oh, you know, she was married to, well, maybe not say, you know, uh, whatever, but um, just explaining who she, you know, how long she's been around since the 90s and, uh, and uh, you know, that she's a, she's a, big name in, in hip hop. Cause if you don't feel follow hip hop, I mean, if they put a big country music star out there, I probably would not know who it was. Yeah. But with Trina, it's not like it's JJ fad, like coming to the ring with DM. Everyone knows JJ fad. I mean, you Ooh. know, <laughs> supersonic Jimmy. Uh, no, you know, if you had salt and pepper, everybody knows who yeah. salt and pepper is, but I don't, I don't know if you'd recognize salt and pepper right off the bat. If you mm. saw them today, unless someone explained True. it. True. Right. Good point. True. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it, it's 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 one of the things that AEW does is they seem to assume mm. that the the audience knows who who these uh, celebs are, and sometimes you do have to point them out and let the people know. Yeah, I'm sure a I'm, lot of people thought she was a wrestler from somewhere else. I mm-hmm. had to make sure that I wasn't assuming mm-hmm. wrong due to the lack of context. Right in her presentation, and I'll admit, and I know who Trina is. Yeah, but they the way they presented her, it was kind of like, is like scanning the database of my head. Is there some wrestler that I'm forgetting? Yeah, yeah. I know who Trina is too, but it took me a second because I I haven't I don't know has she been active in a while? Like I don't since like the two. So. I think I I haven't heard of anything of her since before 2010. Um, but yeah, when she came out, it, it took me a second because they said Trina. I'm like, okay. I know, I know her, and she looks like the rapper Trina. But wouldn't oh. they say it? You know, I don't know. It just, and, it just took me a second because I'm like, they shouldn't name her Trina if she looks like the rapper. And, and from <laughs> from a production standpoint, was Tony the one conducting the interview? Did they mention ahead of time that uh, you know was this was Tony? pre-taped? Who was? Who oh was yeah, because he was attacked uh, by MJF. Was Tony doing yeah. that interview? I, I've already forgotten. Yeah, I've already forgotten. forgotten. Anyway, um, yeah, I haven't listened to. Tri- I think I, I, you know, what I, a song I do listen to all the time is Missy Elliott's Gossip Folks, which <laughs> in the intro says, I heard Missy was married to Tim and then effing with Trina. And like, so that's why I mean, like, so fresh on my mind, like, I listen to this song at least once a week. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's just like really random. It's cool. Maybe uh, next Tony will bring out like La Trim, they can do Cars That Go Boom, it'll be fantastic. Uh, I, I like that Tony's going deep with some of the references here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Zook Enigma saying, let's see you guys talk about rappers is cringe. There is like, I think, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious if just from looking at us that we are, we are hip hop in uh, what we live and breathe. Yeah. Zook and don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Hey, I still, I still listen to my black sheep, wolf and sheep's clothing. So I go, I'm more, I'm more a parliament funkadelic guy. So, oh, there you go. There you go. 
Dustin Eck, five dollars. This is the most anyone's talked about Trina in a long time. She's got an independent <laughs> album coming out later this year. Oh, nice. Eck, thank you for uh, the super cool. chat. And, uh, I think it's no. cool as hell that they're using her. Again, yeah. I just think just explaining it to the audience that doesn't yes. follow. You know what part of it is, though? Like, I'm not that familiar with Diamante, and I feel like mm-hmm. Diamante just got upstaged by Trina tonight, which, <laughs> like, we weren't that excited about Diamante before, and now it's just like, okay. They're really trying to get us invested in what's going to be a very quick loss to Jade Cargill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it feels, definitely. Yeah, it's tough. I, I, I'm i not invested in anyone that's feuding with Jade because they're not winning that feud. Mm-hmm. You know? No, okay, so, so uh, there we go. Uh, Bilal, $5. Trina Slogan from 305 was the baddest B, and Jade is that, that B. So there you go. Okay. Um, okay, so Pack versus Orange Cassidy for the All Atlantic Championship. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, what'd you think of this? I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a good match. You know, I'm you know I, I, the 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 fan, the the kicks that he does and stuff like that. I know it bothers a lot of people, and I get it. It's it's why it's there. But at the same time, when OC gets going, he can go and Pack. Obviously, is 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 a goer in the ring too, and they had a heck of a match. And even though they used a um, an object for the finish here out of the referee's sight, at least they did it in a way where it didn't make the referee look stupid because it was outside the ring when the referee still had to it was staying inside the ring, and he hid the hammer in his hand for that shot, and he covered up, you know, with his back to the ref and couldn't see. You. Let me just put it this way: the 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 distraction finish worked in this case because it was done correctly, not to make the referee look bad. Um, yeah, I thought the I thought the match was was good. I just feel like this title it's it just it's one that's not necessary. Hmm. Um, and, and I think you know I think Orange Cassidy always does a great job of getting himself back over with the crowd. I feel like he's cooled off a lot over like last year and a half, um, and. But I, I think he still finds a way to kind of pull you in. And I thought the, the match ended up being a lot of fun. So um, they had one of my favorite pay-per-view matches. I think it was last year, right? I think it was, I forget if it was during the pandemic or the year before. But um, yeah, I thought uh, I thought this was a fun match. But um, as far as things you could skip on the show, this would probably be it. I think Orange Cassidy, the best friends are bringing him down. It is like Diana Ross and the Supremes. One of them is clearly a star, and the other two are good. But let's be realistic. Yeah, yeah. I, not not needed. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but he's such a fan favorite, though. You know, I don't yes, know he that he ever needs to win a title, but I would like to see it happen. I don't know. Yeah, he could be one of those guys that that, that just goes through, you know, most of his career not winning a title, and then. Uh, he gets one just to satisfy the uh, the itch, so to speak. If, and maybe that that uh, uh, what what is it called? The All Atlantic Championship. There's so many championships. <laughs> uh, maybe that's one you could put on him that, that that'll satisfy that itch. And then because, like you said, Glenn, he, he he's over without a title. Doesn't really need it. I think Tony Schiavone should introduce like the world's greatest grandpa title, and then Orange Cassidy could win that off Tony. You know, I, I think Orange Cassidy you could do like a good odd couple tag team huh. gimmick with him, with him and with like uh, I don't know, uh, maybe not Tony Nese, but someone who's like takes themselves very seriously, is constantly working out. I don't know, 
but do something different with them and take that character uh, somewhere new. Chief Black 499 saying Orange Cassidy can go for Door showed that. I agree. His matchup for Door was amazing. He's a really good wrestler. I would be very happy if he was champion. But um, when you're that over, do you need to be champion? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the question. Can, can you draw? Can you draw? Can you put asses in seats without the, the belt around your waist? Yeah. Which in some ways is more powerful, right? Yes. Yeah, um, okay. So catching up on Super Chats, Dustin Eck, $10 saying, dope that TK is repping hip hop. Bringing in rappers and producers on AEW TV. We've seen T Pain, Kevin Gates, Griselda, Action Bronson, JD, Snoop, Fabulous, DJ Woo Kid. Excited to see more in the future. Um, he's very in touch with the hip hop community. I mean, WWE is as well, but I think that Tony Khan has uh, always done interesting cameos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, like you're seeing more of, you know, not the um, like WWE, chances are if they, on the main roster, if they're they're bringing in a, any kind of music star, it's like you know, like a, a really big name, MGK or Bad Bunny yeah. or right, yeah, exactly. And um, whereas you know they're bringing in uh, AEW's bringing in a lot more stars who are more underground, mm-hmm. yeah. Which again, which again caters to a certain audience, not a broader audience. Is it, some people would say is uh, the problem with their presentation and who they're who they're gearing their product towards. They're gearing it towards that hardcore, diehard wrestling audience as opposed to uh, mixing in a little bit of other. You have to mix in some entertainment to gather to gain some. Yeah. You know, All I want to know is how did they broadcast out of Florida for a year straight and AEW never brought in Luther Campbell? Blows my mind. <laughs> uh, Sheet Black 499, Orange Cassidy or his crew not getting a title. Break them up already. What's the point? I mean, the best friends are probably really going to be bummed if that <laughs> happens. Right. They're the, they're the ones that are benefiting most from having oh, yeah. Cassidy as part of the group, obviously. As well, that's another uh, title that I just don't see as being useful. And I, you look at the ratings. Um, you know, the two Kenny Omega trios matches, the ratings fell during the match. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think fans are seeing those. And, and those were tournament matches, but still, mm-hmm. it was for the tight. You know, leading yeah. up to the the final. And trios and- seems like the most masturbatory title that <laughs> AEW has. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got Brett Murphy, $10, just racking in the bucks tonight. Uh, if MJF wins, does he hold on till his contract expires? And if not, who takes it from him? Because much like Roman in WWE, if you beat the dude, you're the next bona fide superstar. And in AEW, MJF is the dude. Well, you know what? He is the dude right now. And the, the one guy that could have been the dude if they didn't put a, a different title on him was Wardlow. Mm. Wardlow could have been that guy, and he's a homegrown, so to speak, talent, AEW talent, to put that title on and 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 build your future around because the guy's a beast, the guy's a monster, and he he was super over, and I don't feel like he's over now as he no. was before, and and you know it, you can just tell the audience you know, speaks volumes in that regard as well. Yeah, you definitely want to strike when the iron's hot, but I, I still feel like Wardlow they could pull the trigger at any time and the fans will go there. He just needs that one hot feud. And maybe MJF is the one after MJ and MJF wins the title, assuming that's what happens. Uh, I don't know if AEW would allow him to hold the title till his contract expires. Um, unless they resign him or quietly resign him or mm-hmm. you know, resign him in secret, like WWE did with CM Punk. Because mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to take that chance, uh, you know. Again, we talked about TV rights coming up in the next, you know, 
the negotiations are going to be over the next several months. Yeah. That's going to tell a lot. If they get a, um, if they get an increase, a big increase, mm-hmm. they could throw a lot of money towards MJF. So he's in a good spot. He doesn't want to renegotiate until, mm-hmm. uh, in, in my opinion, until they get that deal. Yeah. Uh, but if they don't get that deal, um, I don't know if AEW can compete with WWE mm. uh, for a lot of the, the, you know, the bigger contract talent. Right. And then she black 499 saying uh, he knew who Trina was hint off Jade saying she's the baddest B. So there you go. Thank you everyone for your super chats. Keep mm-hmm. them coming. Yeah. Uh, four way match. Mm-hmm. Tony storm defending the interim AEW women's world championship against Athena, Serena Deeb and Britt Baker DMD tonight and i would say we would be talking about this match and tony storm retaining but what happened after stole the headlines Mm -hmm. in america's hearts as soraya the former page from wwe made her aew debut but before that raj what did you think of this four-way match Uh, i thought it was good um i i feel like um i feel like the the women's division has cooled off a bit since Brett lost the title. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm still, I, I still feel like I, you know, if, if Soraya can p- wrestle again, I think her and Brett is the biggest match that they could do in that division. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I thought, I thought the match was good. And uh, you know, obviously the, what happened after the match was the, in a lot of ways, what, what the number one or number two highlights of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jimmy, were you surprised when Soraya came out to the ring? No, um, I, yes, I was surprised. I was, uh, uh, I wasn't expecting it to happen at the end of that match. And, uh, and, uh, even though there was a story earlier today on wrestling Inc that, uh, you know, that, uh, AEW had reached out to Soraya, the former page, uh, during the summer, I didn't think that it would happen after the match, especially, uh, yeah. you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think the, surprise of her coming out after the match uh overshadowed the title retention by tony storm and and the, the two little things in this match a um taz during the match trying hard to cover for the referees tonight mm. you know saying you know making his little comments about them trying to do their jobs and it's a difficult job blah blah, blah. wasn't the right time to do that not during the match i don't know it just took away from the match and also um the fact that Sarai came out after this overshadowed every everything in that match. And, I know it's uh, so tough. Yeah, yeah, it is tough. Um, I feel like say what you will about the women's division, uh, but with Britt Baker, like Tony Khan clearly believes in Britt Baker and Jade Cargill consistently. Every other mm-hmm. woman in that division has seemed like he's had a passing interest in pushing them, but it hasn't been sustained. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe Soraya is going to join that that elite top tier circle uh, rather than going the way of Ruby Soho or Athena. Yeah. And again, it all depends on if she can wrestle or not. If she can't wrestle, there's, you know, there's only so far you can go with it. That's still a Matthews Mm -hmm. has an interesting point with the Super Chat saying Soraya not getting a little physical was the wrong move because, yeah, I think that would have signaled. That would have signaled that she's there to wrestle if she would have. But then it would have been a dead giveaway. So I think, uh, Dylan, I hate to disagree with you, but I disagree. I don't think this was the right move at the right time. Everybody backing off. Let Again, no rush to get physical. 
Let people you, keep people guessing. Yeah. Then everyone's not only are they talking about it, but the, you know, then they're, they're wondering, is she going to manage? Is she going to wrestle again? We don't know. Okay. Yeah. So. You know what? If she came out there and roasted the women's division and roasted TK and said she was in charge of the women's division now, like that would almost be the sea change moment. Even if she's not wrestling, or maybe she does that, and then we find out later that she is wrestling. But I think like they need a hard reset on the women's division in AEW, and they need to show us that they're serious about this because I almost don't want to get my hopes up again. You know, it's like every time they have a prominent wrestler debut in the women's division, it's like now it's going to change. Now it's going to be better. Now we're there. But the the difference between them and, and, and uh, you know, obviously, the obvious comparison will be WWE is they just don't have as much television time to to present to the women or they don't give them enough time on television. They have three hours a week. Yes, they do stuff on their YouTube animation and that sort of stuff, but are enough eyes watching it there. And, and you know what I mean? It's, it's a different animal there. So still right now, the money is in TV as of this moment. Yeah. She'd black saying Britain Jade would be number one to me. She'd black also wants to know when was T pain on AEW? Uh, Dynamite late last year. He helped Cody win. He like gave Cody a chair or something against. Yeah. I want to say, is it Sammy Guevara? Or no, I think it was Andrade. Hmm. Uh, Vicky 499 super chat saying, wonder why the commentators kept mispronouncing Soraya's name like that. She says it's Soraya, not Soraya. Like baby to pacify a um yeah i don't know they'll have to clarify that it's like it's like because it, uh, the, the show tonight was in new york mm, there you go yeah, they did change uh pock's name to pack i still mm-hmm. say pock it's a, Park, it just yeah. feels more not na- mm-hmm. natural <laughs> natural <laughs> uh or mm-hmm. you know i i could easily see the announcers not being filled in and mm-hmm. they probably never say soraya so right mm. yeah we'll see mm-hmm. Uh, they'll probably work into references about, you know, she, uh, with uh, her, Tony Storm and Athena, they're all on the same page. Like they'll, mm-hmm. they'll be sly because, you know, they're clever like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you so, beat them to the punch, Glenn. I love it. Yes. Uh, also, it occurred to me tonight while I was like loading the dishwasher after I got my takeout vegan Panda Express because my wife is out of town and I'm living a sad bachelor life in Las Vegas taking care of my five cats. Mm-hmm. Like, why hasn't Chris Jericho or somebody when they're sharing the mic with Taz like referred to him as Rasmataz? Like, I need that to happen. I need that in my life. Oh, I'm texting Chris right now. Yeah, yes, yeah, Rasmataz. Make it so. Uh, no JR this week. Yeah. 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 He's doing okay. Yeah. Um. So, Moxley versus Brian Danielson for the AEW World Championship. Banger of a match. They got a good 20 minutes here. John Moxley, the new AEW World Champion. No interim batch to this um jimmy what did you think of this main event i really like this main event it was solid hard-hitting main event technically two baby faces in there battling each other which normally i would say well it's confusing for the fans the the fans were into the match because they enjoyed the two people that were in the match and they were kind of cheering both oh yeah guys you know so uh, you know they loved it uh i thought they I kind of expected a good match from these two, and 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 nobody had to do the old proverbial, oh well, someone's got to be dastardly in this match so that they can be kind of heelish, uh, and a, a solid, clean win for John Moxley. Um, I, I I think Raj will agree that this is the right choice at this time for him to be the AEW champion, not interim champion, because I hate that term because it just uh, 
anyway, but yeah, he's, he's the guy who, who, you know, he's putting his 100%, 150% behind this company. So why not do it? You know what I mean? Go with him. And, and like you said, Raj, going into the, if you're looking ahead at, uh, at uh, MJF cashing in that, the, the casino chip, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a better cash in against someone like a Mox than, than, than Danielson at this point anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. And we had discussed this at the beginning. I agree. I think Mox winning makes sense. I just feel like Mox versus MJF at full gear just has a better dynamic than Danielson versus MJF would have. So I, I, I think, uh, you know, I think that match should be awesome. I think the lead up to, to it should be great. I thought, I thought the match tonight was awesome. I thought this was one of the best dynamites they've done. Gosh, I can't even should, one of the best they've probably done. If not, you know, <laughs> since maybe they're, Gosh, probably the best they've done. I'm trying to rack my brain thinking of a better one, but definitely the best this year. So uh, I thought it was a, a great night overall. Yeah. If there's one critique I can make through this match is that I think there were a few too many cuts to MJF during this match. It was a yeah. little mm-hmm. bit distracting. You know, sure, it's okay to show him a couple of times, but it seemed like every every – I don't know. It just it, like it felt like it was a dozen times they cut to him. They didn't need to go to him that often. It just yeah, tells right. you what the hottest story is in AEW still. You know, I guess, yeah. But yeah, it overshadowed. It, it overshadowed the title match. I know. At times, yeah. I think they're trying to put it in, in in people's minds that he might be able to cash in. Mm-hmm. And but, but I I agree, and I just felt like him sitting there with the giant chip just looked kind of odd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like right. for this body paper type heel. <laughs> Just holding this giant chip on his lap. I don't yeah. know. He should have been having fun. He should have literally put it on his shoulder at one point, then worn it like a Devo hat, you know, there or just, I mean, why not get goofy with it for how much just, the camera? Just put it in the seat next to you. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Go. Um, yeah, I, but I think, yeah, it was a little distracting, but that's why, that's why, like, I liked how Brian passed out rather than tapped out. He still looks strong in defeat, but yeah, it made me feel like, okay, MJF is going to take this off Mox. You know what else? I mean, it's weird that I'm excited about this, uh, but Rampage being two hours this week, it's being pre-taped tonight. Like I just popped on Twitter for a second. I'm like, no, I don't want Rampage spoiled for me. I can't remember Mm -hmm. the last time that was like my thought about Rampage, but tonight was so hot that man, it's like when AEW gets it right, they get it so right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. They, but, the, you know, again, they have to just stop um, trying to cater to that one specific audience. I agree. Is my thing. It's, it's just, you know, uh, and again, hate to compare it to somebody else. You look at somebody like a Triple H who's taken over creative. I think he's got a great mind for blending old school with new school. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's, so, so far it shows. Anyways. Cheat Black Buck 99 saying, don't like Moxley losing twice that fast. I mean, we'll see. MJF mm-hmm. could... You know, Wardlow could cost MJF that championship. That would be some good storytelling. <laughs> or Morrissey could turn on huh? MJF. Stokely Hathaway could lead the contingent out there. There's some things they could do with this. I think the iron, the iron's hot for MJF. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, but you know, when you got Moxley's a strike, champion for most of the year, you know, or a, a big chunk of the year, interim yeah. champ between interim and. Uh, and now the world champion for at least another month and change. So, well, let me pose the theory about this MJF becoming champion. It's like for nine years, they teased a Dwight Schrute becoming the boss on the office. And it was always funny and exciting. When it was like, is Dwight going to become the boss? They saved that for the very end of the show because you realize mm-hmm. like Dwight actually being in charge is nowhere near as interesting as Dwight wanting to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 
you know? <laughs> so MJF is champion might have a little of that. Like we fantasy booked it. And then we were like, this is actually a lot more fun when he was just giving everyone the finger and being mean, <laughs> you know, okay. just put it out there. That's fair. So. That's fair. Um, so anything else before we take this home? No, like you guys said, it was a very fun, entertaining night of uh, dynamite. And uh, uh, aside from the little things, as I as I talk about in my ref and rants, you know, it, still it was a very enjoyable show. And so, so those people who were out there thinking, "Oh, here goes the the ex WWE guy," no, I want AEW to succeed. I think tonight was a nice, nice step forward for them. And uh, Keep doing what they're doing. Just got to tighten some screws here and there, which every company has to do. And uh, yeah. they're, they're, there's no, they're not an exception. So and uh, good job tonight. by Raj, You and I can relate to this because we've been doing this way too long. You even longer than me. I've been doing this six years now. Six years I've been doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So you're like got to be going on eight or like so. 17. <laughs> yeah. So people might think like, like, oh, they want it to suck because they want to get on the air and hate on something because that's going to be fun. And it's like, let me assure you that impulse passed about five and a half years ago. <laughs> like, yeah. Sitting through a bad show just so we can crap on it is not fun. It's, not it's, at it's all. much easier watching a fun show and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and not being overly and not having much to complain about. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want it to ever feel like work. Uh, Peter Bahi, $2 Super Chat. Raj, being on the Wrestling Inc. podcast is a gift. Oh, thank ah, you, Peter. Much awesome. appreciated, man. There you go. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. You can follow Jimmy at Jimmy Corderas. You can follow Raj at the Raj Geary. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Give me a follow on Twitter. I talk about wrestling in addition to things like the new Quantum Leap and the Step Up film series. You know, I've got a diverse repertoire. Uh, but I will be back on Friday with Alfred hopefully Issa, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care, everybody, and have a good night.